the righteousness of faith. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to hear your word again, which is food for our spirit, renewal to our mind, and medicine to all of our flesh. Lord, we receive insights into your word. Flood our imagination and our hearts with light. We ask you for light, light and eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. And I speak that to myself and to every person in the sound of my voice. We will come out of this with understanding and a ability to live this abundant life as sons of the Most High God. You are our Father, you are the Most High God, and we receive this place and we take our place as sons. In Jesus' name. Let's go to 1 John chapter 3, first verse. And he starts it saying, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Behold, look, look what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon you listener, you, that you should be called a son of God, and you are his son. Son, daughter, sonship, child. When I say son, I mean family. I mean offspring. I don't mean female or male. I'm talking about what the Bible says about sons. Sonship. You are his family. Hallelujah. Think of this. The Father who is spirit, the Father who created all things, heaven, earth, all that in them is, you are his offspring. You who have received Jesus as Lord, you that have been born again from above, you that believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and has confessed him as your Lord, you are a son. Imagine this. Think this. Get this. This is who you are, and you need to identify with your true nature of a son. Now, Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go over there, and we're just going to work our way through several verses here and look at some specifics here that show us who you, who we are, and what we have, what the Father has done for us, this love, what kind of love would he bestow upon us that we should be sons? This is really something. Now, I need you to consider this. Here we are in Ephesians 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints, the saints, those that are sanctified, which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Well, you may not live in Ephesus, but you are the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He just said grace, favor, gift, all free provision to you from the Father and from the Son Jesus Christ, and peace, wholeness, soundness, prosperity, unity, oneness with the Father and the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenlies in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children through Jesus Christ into himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Now look at this. This passage is our sonship and our inheritance described in certain details. We must take this into our heart as the seed of the word of God and fix our heart firmly in place with this seed, with the correct identity, and renovate our mind with these truths so that we can successfully take our place as sons, as daughters, as children of the Most High God and honor our Father honor our Lord Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and his resurrection, his incarnation coming to rescue us, to save us, and take us back to the Father himself by receiving his gift. Receive his gift. Receive his gift of sonship. Receive his gift of inheritance. Receive all the details of being a son. There are far too many believers that are calling themselves Christians, that believe they're born again, that believe that they are believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, and still identify with the old man, still think like the rest of the world, still think like a fallen creation, still think like an old sinner saved by grace. You can't be both. That's a split nature. That's a dual nature. That is bipolar. You cannot do that. The father has no children with any birth defects. It does not work that way. You are his son. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon you, upon me, upon us, that we should be called sons of God. And the Bible goes on to say in 1 John 3, 1, and such we are, and such we are. Behold, now are we the sons of God. Behold, now are we the sons of God. We're not gonna be. We are now. So, back to Ephesians 1. Here's some details. He starts out and shows us that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavens. The root of everything physical is spiritual. Every physical thing is the fruit of the root of the spirit. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies, in the invisible and visible heavens, specifically the invisible. Therefore, you have the root blessing for everything that pertains to life and godliness, visible and invisible physical and spiritual, you are blessed. You are empowered with ability, with success, with the very force and creative ability of God the Father with which he created all things. If you go back to Genesis 1, you're going to see that he used the blessing to create. He used the blessing to perpetuate to fill up the earth and he put the blessing on the man so that he could be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth subdue it and have dominion this blessing is 
powerful and this blessing is valuable. Next, we see that he's made us holy, blameless, and above reproach right there in his awesome presence of love. Think of that. Before the Father, the purest, cleanest, holy being, the absolute love himself, Father, the person of absolute purity. You, Son of God, are holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight, in his presence, right there before him. Holy, set apart, holy, pure, holy, clean, holy, separate from the world, separate from the fall, and right there with the Father, clean, new, hallelujah. Now look at this also, sonship through Jesus into himself. You are a son, sonship, or you could say just children, made his offspring through Jesus Christ into himself. You have been recreated brand new in Christ Jesus unto the Father. We are sons. Jesus is the firstborn son from the dead, and we are in him, seated together with him on the throne with the Father. We are his members, part of his body. He is the head. Hallelujah. Now look also, we are accepted and highly favored. Glory to God. Accepted and highly favored in the beloved. To the praise of the glory of his grace, it says in verse 6, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Accepted and highly favored. He accepted you. Think of this. The Father himself has accepted you. You are accepted. You are not rejected. You are accepted. He doesn't look at old things. He doesn't even know about or consider those old things because the old things have passed away and all things are become new and all things are of him through Jesus Christ and we are reconciled unto him in Jesus name by his blood you are accepted there's no defect there's nothing that would make him reject you or set you aside or think little of you there's nothing that has taken place in the past which is wiped out by the way when you got born again when you got born from above when you became a new creation in Christ Jesus you also got a new past your past is Jesus Christ and his life, his death, burial, and resurrection, and the conquering of death, hell, and the grave. Your past is no longer cursed and fallen and dead and all that mess. And, oh, you know, you're going to have to deal with that someday. And you're going to stand before the judgment seat of God and have to answer for all that. No, no, that is absolutely gone. You are new. Now, you're going to see this phrase uh, just a few times throughout here, he's going to say to the praise of the glory of his grace. We are in such awe of what he's done for us. He says over and over again to the praise of the glory of his grace. Other translation says to the high praises of his grace that we should be in high praise of the glory and the riches of his grace. The glory 
the glory of God, the glory of his grace. What is glory? Glory is heavyweight. Glory is his manifested presence, the Father's manifested power, his manifested word, his manifest victory. He is victorious. He conquered death, hell, and the grave for us. He took what the enemy stole and got it back, got us back. And he didn't just get us back filthy, tainted, hurt, broken. When he got us back, we were made brand new, a new creation. The old has passed away. We have become new. Do you know what that means? The old has passed away and all has become new? That old being, that was you. That old species, that old life, that old core, that old root, that old nature, that old man, woman, whoever you once were, which you maybe remember, that's gone. That died. That was destroyed. And he raised from the dead a new creation brand new, never existed before, started over, inserted inside of you, did surgery, put a new spirit in you, put a new heart in you, and soon, at the catching away of the church, when Jesus calls us up, a new glorified body, taking the one that you have and transforming it and changing it and infusing it with his presence, his power, and victory is going to swallow up the old in that physical nature in that physical body but right now you are now a son of god think of this glory to god now we're going to carry on with verse 7 here in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are in earth in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the high praise of his glory that we should be to the praise of his glory that we should be praising that glory us who first trusted in Christ. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Do you see this? Look at this. Redeemed through his blood. Sin was driven out of you and righteousness was brought in its place. Also, an abundance of wisdom, prudence, practical insight, and understanding was lavished upon you, was given to you, was put into you. Jesus, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, from the Father is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. <sighs> he says here, he has abounded toward us. He has given unto us an abundance of wisdom. You have an abundance of wisdom for anything, in everything, with everything. You have wisdom. You have prudence. 
You have practical insight and understanding. Do you get the weight of what this means? This means you always know what to do. This means you have prudence. You foresee evil and you can avoid it. You have wisdom. You see the future and you go towards it. You know how to do what needs to be done. You just don't know that you need to do something, you know how to do something. When the Father shows you something in His Word, when you read something in His Word, when someone tells you to do something, when you're on the job, in your relationships, in your marriage, dealing with your children, or whatever you're doing in life, working on your home, working in your... any part of your life, you have wisdom. You know exactly how to do it. And you've got prudence. You you foresee where something's going. You see the end of your actions before you even do them. And you can tell whether they're on the path of right or the path of wrong. Whether it's going to succeed or whether it's going to fail before you even start. You waste no time. You have practical insight. Practical insight. You see inside the inner nature of things. You can tell what something is. You can discern between both good and evil. You have practical insight and understanding. You understanding. You grasp. You comprehend all things. Nothing takes you off guard. There's no, there's no room for deception in you. You can't be listening to the narrative of the world that's trying to censor things and trying to deceive and lead down a path of death and turn us away from the living God and from his word and from what's right and turn us, turn this nation, turn the church into a crippled nothing. No, you have wisdom, prudence, practical insight and understanding. Next, you have the knowledge of the mystery of the secret of the father's will. What's his will? What is the secret that was hidden from the ages, but is now revealed in Christ Jesus. What is that mystery? Well, I can tell you part of the mystery. I, I don't believe I know it all, but I know some. And a big part of this mystery and of his will, of this secret, was a family. Not servants, not slaves, not working merely for him. Not do, 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 don't, 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 don't. And if you do, and if you don't, then I'm going to get you. Or there's going to be a curse on you. Old things have passed away. We have a better, stronger covenant with better, stronger promises. It's now working from him, with him. It's now father and son. It's now union. It's now family. It's now in love. It's now something that is a desire from the inside out. His will is family. His will is sonship. His will is to take a people that were not his people and make them his very own. Behold the love. The father had such love that he would look at what was dead. He would look at what was fallen. He would look at what was corrupted. He would look at what was not even interested in him at all or even looking for him and say, they're mine. I'm going to take them for myself. I'm going to go introduce myself to them. I'm going to show them who I am. And they're going to desire me. And they're going to love me. And they're going to receive me. They're going to come to me. And they say, I'm going to be your, your son. I'm going to draw them to me. And they're going to, by their own free will, 
call upon me and I'm going to answer them and make them my very own. That's what's taken place. It's not by force. It's not merely by birth. Like when you were born naturally, you had no choice in the matter. You are born again from above by your own free will because the Father made it possible. He made it possible to have sons and daughters who chose to be His. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm just going to Go over to Ephesians chapter 3 here, and we'll see a little bit more about the mystery of this will. And he says in Ephesians 3, verse 3, How that by revelation he, Jesus, made known unto me, Paul, the mystery, the secret. Verse 4, Whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ, the mystery of the anointed one, the mystery of this anointing, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying, resurrection power of God, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. The sons of men. When you see sons of men, you're hearing sons of Adam, sons of the first man, sons of the first creation, sons of where Adam and Eve, Adam specifically, were the start, were the head, were the starting point, the the stock which we came out of. Those sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, so that the Gentiles, or the nations, those that did not have a covenant with God like Israel did, should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Partakers of his promise. His promise. His promise. What he announced to you. What he declared to you. (laughs) You need to read your Bible and you'll see the promise. In Christ by the gospel, the promise in Christ, (laughs) glory to God. Wherefore, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God. The grace of God, the grace of God, the gift of the grace of God, given unto me according to the effectual working of his power. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ to make all see the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent now that under the principalities and the powers in the heavenlies might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 14, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. There's the mystery. He's Father. We're his family, and he has named us after him. He's given us his name. Your name is named after the Father himself. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 
and you're going to see another detail on this mystery. He's made known to us the knowledge of the mystery, the secret of his will. Colossians chapter 1, the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to the saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, among the nations, which is Christ in you, the hope of of glory whom we preach warning every man teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus what is this saying to you this is saying that Christ is in you hope of glory and you are presented perfect in him through Christ Jesus Christ in you hope Christ in you expectation of the manifest power of God the manifest victory of God the manifest presence of God his glory his presence his person is manifested inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit through the living word from the Father through Jesus Christ into you and you are perfect in Christ you are complete in him you are whole in him you are are sound in him you are now a son of God the knowledge of the mystery of the secret of his will is sonship is family it's who you are in Christ Jesus you are not a sinner you are not a servant or a slave you are a son you're part of the family it's an entirely different mindset and reality than the old fallen creation and especially what the law brought out now look also we're going to get to this next part here. Hallelujah. Verse 12, that we should be the praise of the glory of his grace who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of the gospel of your salvation, whom also after that you believed were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory in high praise of his glory look at this you have an inheritance he's given you an inheritance an inheritance that is valuable an inheritance that is priceless an inheritance that is a partaker of all things that pertain to life and godliness a partaker of his divine nature an heir of the father the creator himself and a joint heir with jesus christ everything Everything that is Jesus's, you are a joint heir to. You're not a sub-heir. It's not portioned out in little sections. You know, you get a little bit and I get a little bit and so-and-so gets a little bit. And based on how good you are, you might get a little more, a little less. No, you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ of his inheritance. Now, if you go to Hebrews chapter 1, you're going to see in verse 3, Jesus is the brightness of the Father's glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Verse 2, if you back up, In the last days, he has spoke to us by a son whom he has appointed heir of all things. 
heir of all things. Jesus has been appointed heir of all things. You are a heir of Father God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ of all things. All things that are his are yours. He's given them to you, to us, to his body, to his church, to his man, to his new creation, to his redeemed ones, his perfect ones, his holy ones, his blameless ones, his irreproachable ones. Next, you're going to see that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Sealed. Think of that. Sealed. Do you know what sealed means? I'm not just talking about a mere stamp that says, All right, you're mine. I've got a little identification badge. I'm talking about a seal. I'm talking about you open up a jar and it goes boop. It does that because it was vacuum sealed. It was canned. It was sealed. So the bad can't get in and the good can't get out. There's no pollution. There's no corruption. There's no contamination. There's no intermingling of the outside and the inside. Everything that he's put in you in Christ Jesus, the new creation you are, is sealed. Sin can't hurt you. Glory to God. The world can't hurt you. It can't get inside the core of your being and taint you and make you back into something that you used to be or something you don't even desire to be because you're around it. That filth can only at best get on the outside and into your mind and it'll go as far as you allow it, but you are sealed on the inside. You will never again be polluted on the inside. Now the key... To living successful is having the identity and the correct mindset and the understanding that that reality is in place. That you are a new creation sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. And when you know that, and when you understand that, and when you believe that, that nature, that ability will flow out of you and produce mighty fruit in your life. But if you don't, It'll just be locked up in there, just like any kind of good in a can. It'll be sealed, it'll be preserved, but it won't be used. Hallelujah. And the good news about this seal is the good can flow out with influence without breaking the seal and allowing the bad to get in. And when good comes out and flows out and affects your outside life, it does not diminish or get used up. It's a continual replenishment. Nothing missing and nothing broken. So what am I saying to you today? Behold the love the Father has bestowed upon you that you should be called a son of God. And such you are. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.